every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen, in the goddamn refrigerator. I sure am hungry. Yo, yo, welcome back, everybody, to the Morning Dinner Podcast. On today's very special episode, we got our good friend Joe Vargas in the house. What's up? What's up? Yeah, we, we, we want to give the people a little intro uh, about yourself, maybe a little bit of background and how you got into the whole uh, CBD business and entrepreneurship career. Such a loaded question. <laughs> it really is. Um, so my background more. OK, so I was in the Navy for eight years. Sorry, I'm trying to help you guys promote the, the podcast. Oh, no, oh, go yeah, for it, good, man. man. You're good, you're good. Well, you know what? In that Relax. case, I'll go give ahead me like and give 30 a, seconds. I'll give you a little, <laughs> I'll give the people a little bit of a background on who you are. Joe Vargas is a published author, eight year, well, eight year Navy veteran and successful entrepreneur. He started the uh, company Bilegal Meds and a whole bunch of other ones, uh, including, was it Activate? Um, yeah, here, let me, let me, let me do it. Yeah, I don't want to butcher it, man. Yeah, let me do it. He's already butchering it. <laughs> so I'll try to. I don't really have an elevator pitch because I've 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 had a interesting career. But um, I, I got out of when I got out of school, 19 years old. I joined the military. I joined the Navy. Um, my dad was. It was one of those situations where literally, I was smoking weed and worried about girls all the time. Oh, I was yeah. 18, and I was like kind of milking, living with my dad in uh, Modesto, Northern California. Mm-hmm. I, I moved back out there when I graduated, or actually, I moved out back out there when I graduated high school here. Um, and I'm going to take you like a little bit of, it, it, I'm going to try to do as short as possible, but everybody always says it's a story. It's interesting. So I'm gonna oh, play, yeah. Play oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Can, but, um, so, but I wasn't one of those situations where uh, I – worried about girls and weed and he my dad was like you need to get a job and i was like yeah no problem so i tried to get a job like at a.m p.m um what like any job that i can think of just be like whatever and so i can still smoke my weed and, and hang out with the girls mm-hmm. yeah and um 30 days he's like you have 30 days i was like yeah no problem and 30 days came by and and i didn't have a job and um <clears throat> so i joined the military and then when i was in the recruiting office they were like what do you want to do? And I said, I like to travel the world. And like, oh, well, you should go to the Navy. And I'm like, all right. And I was like, shit, I'm going to travel the Navy. And the guy was like, what are you into now? I said, honestly, like, we might have to talk about that, but I like smoking pot and girls. And he was like, and then it took me a little process to, to um, clean, clean myself so mm-hmm. I can actually take all the tests and pass. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he was like, you're going to travel the world and you're going to meet all these different girls. And, you know, the Navy's it. And I was like, fuck yeah. And um, I joined the Navy and ended up on a ship in San Diego that didn't travel around the world because wow. we we were we carried the admiral on a ship. Yeah. So we told everybody else what to do in San Diego. So there's 32nd Street. They go out. All the ships go out into the ocean. We were right here on the pier, and we kind of just hung out. So one of the places wow. I've gone to really was Hawaii. Uh, we spent like two months in Hawaii. Once everybody was broke, we left. Um, Everything. And then uh, Canada, Seattle, Mexico a few times, and that was it. Hey, man, that's yeah. still a lot of yeah. traveling. <laughs> compared, really. compared, compared to somebody who's only been to California and Nevada, that's a lot of traveling, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I've been, about how, I've been about how California. That's about it. But When you join the Navy, though, like you go to Singapore. You're supposed to go to yeah. Australia. Like you go to Thailand. But you like, get kind of unlucky. Yeah, I got Damn. super unlucky. Damn. But I still got to travel. Like, that's but dope. But it's like yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, I'm at where I'm at today because of it all. Mm-hmm. But during that... I was, um, yeah, I was unfortunate, but it worked out. 
I we didn't travel a lot, which being on the ship actually is fucking horrible. It's, I feel I've never been there, but I feel like it's like being in prison. Yeah, being on a navy ship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, because you're like on that's... racks. So there's one, two, three racks, and then you got an aisle that's about two, two feet, three feet wide, and you got racks on each other because you know because it's a small space. Yeah. And then my job when I went in was a machinist mate, so I'm tall. I'm six four. And so when I first started, I was a machinist mate. It was an engine. I, I was a mechanic in the engine of the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when it was, it's hot as fuck down there. Like I 130 bet. degrees. Like we're, so you have to sit in fans. But then as, as long as you're out to sea, depending on your job, you're six, you're six hours on, six hours off. So if you're out there for two weeks, the entire time, there's no like days off. Oh, really? So seven days a week, you're six hours on, six hours off, six hours on, six hours off. Shh. And then if you go topside, like navigation, where I ended up going because mm. it was a better life, um, it was like uh, six hours on, 18 hours off. Like it was a better life up to Oh, way like, different. Yeah. A lot of people were yeah. envious. Because, so, so were you trying to like work your way up the ladder when you were there? You realized, oh, shit, like I got to get there. No, I was get, like, I I mean, oh, shit, I have an opportunity to get out of this shithole. Like let me go, up, <laughs> let me go yeah. up there and do something cool and sit in front of radars and navigate the ship and drive the ship. But you were there for eight years, though. So I was on the ship for eight years. I mean, five years. Okay. And then I was in the Navy for eight. Okay. But um, how long did it take you to get up there to the top floor? What do you mean? Oh, to, the- to be an operations specialist. Yeah. Um, after two years and then it took me so two years. Okay. Yeah. And then um, so then my last three of my eight years, I, I was fortunate enough. I'm from Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fortunate enough to actually... Uh, the the Air Force Base. Yeah, that was, was Air Force Base. I was a training officer for all the reservists. Oh, nice. So I was still active duty, but that was because you actually have to rotate. So they actually do care about your mental stability. So like in the Navy, depending on your job, you have to spend like X amount of years on the ship, then you get shore duty. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so yeah, my my rotation was five years ship, three years shore, and then every person that would would ever be in the military or in the Navy would always tell you like spend your time on the ship. You're not gonna like it. It's gonna suck. Mm-hmm. Like some guys are just super, super gung ho, and I'm like, they'll, they'll do 20 years, just you know, get the retirement and all that. But there's a lot, obviously a lot of people that that dislike it, and um, and especially when you're on a real ship, you're spending a lot of time away from your family and kids and right. It's not you know, and being that the whole lifestyle is not fun. But were were you a parent at the time when you were in the navy? Um. So when I got out of boot camp, <clears throat> um. I wanted my girlfriend at the time in San Diego with me. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, let's get married so you can come out here. Cause we're gonna, the, the Navy pays you more money. Right. The military does when you're married. So we actually got married for the money so I can bring her out there. And then she got pregnant the night we got married. And oh. I was with oh, my wow. daughter. And then <clears throat> two years later, um, I met my son's mom in San Diego at a club and the, and she was standing in line in front of us. Um, we hit it off. We ended up getting married. She moved to Las Vegas and tra- transferred with me in Vegas. Mm-hmm. But that was two years, and then, you know, that, that I had my son. Okay. Well, so you, so you, you at the time you were still living in in San Diego doing the whole uh, Navy thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're you you spent eight years, and in, in that as a career, when you when when you decided to get out, how did you decide to, to all of a sudden join the CBD business? Because that that's how yeah. I know you. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, every phase is kind of like an interesting story in itself. So I can't just, that's why, this is why I say it's a loaded question. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll try to make this one fast. Um, so when I was out here, 
doing reservists only they only do their jobs one week in a month mm-hmm. they, that that's all they have to do to fulfill their their duties right. um so the rest of the month we don't do nothing there was nothing for us to do like bullshit during the day like some paperwork here and there and make sure that they got paid for that weekend for that month but other than that um so i got bored that's what i need to do i need to do i that. actually had a radio show <laughs> okay oh really yeah like this but at a at, um at a studio and so I uh, did my radio show, and I started meeting. It was backyard boogie, sh- the backyard boogie show. Okay. And I started meeting all these people in the entertainment industry out here, and people were like talking about parties and about having fun. And I'm like, shit, my fucking life is boring right now. I'm married. I'm not happy. <laughs> yeah. I got a fucking daughter that's still young. You know, I haven't had my son yet. Yeah. Or actually, no, I take that back. I had my I had my son, but he was still a baby. My daughter was still super small, and um. And I was like, damn, you guys are fucking like uh, the Chippendales, the guys over at Sapphire, <laughs> like I was the guys, the promoters of nightclubs at the time. Like it was all like the real, the people really doing something in, in the entertainment industry. Well, your your, your radio and job radio was out here in Vegas, mm-hmm. right? Well, it wasn't a job. It was, uh, it was like my side Just thing. for okay. fun. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you were doing that. But you were like uh, getting like promoters and whatnot like on yeah, there? Yeah. Like I had the Chippendales. I had like people, the guys that dance at Sapphire. Um, Men of per, Sapphire. Per, per, yeah, them. Yeah, AJ. The like. That's the, funny because I worked there. Oh, you did. Yeah, I'm the graphic yeah. designer there still. Oh, nice. Yes. Shit. You know AJ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I know AJ. Yeah. He was cool, him and Rico, and then you know, chiseled Latin Rico. Yeah, I think he's still there. Maybe. Is he? Maybe he was not. There. It was a long time ago. He's cool, but um. So, anyways, I started learning all all this stuff, right? And then, um, I had the opportunity at the time, if you guys if you guys remember, but Empire Ballroom. Mm. Mm. So it was like it was the biggest after hour after hours club after Utopia. So and that that was in 2005. So I don't remember exactly how it went down, but somebody introduced me to somebody that owned Empire Ballroom, and I was like, "Listen, I, I want to do this charity event." And and, and I said, I, "I've researched, and I haven't. Has anybody ever? Do you guys know of? Do you have ever seen like a a nightclub charity event where the whole night is like just for the charity event at a nightclub?" Mm-hmm. And they're like, "No, we have it." And they're like, do you have the nightclub? And they do like charity event stuff that whatever part of the, whatever, I don't even remember. There was so little of Las Vegas nightlife then, you know, I don't recall like, I think like bikinis was still a thing back then. Do you guys remember that? I, I heard about it, but that's way before my time. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're low-key babies, bro. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that was when like CBD started bottle service and CBD was the guy that, that made pure nightclub what it was, which is now Omnia. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But um, so I threw this charity event for Make a Wish Foundation mm-hmm. and raised like six thousand dollars for this kid. But I had like all my sponsors was like a shit ton, like like thirty sponsors, like just filled the flyer. And a lot of people would never work together, but they did for this event. And and um and I packed. It was like it's a huge ballroom. It's a huge fucking. It's it's right by the MGM. Mm-hmm. It's like behind. Well, if, if if it's what Omnia is now, right? No, 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 no. Empire Ballroom no, is, pure. is is Oh, okay. Yeah, no, is it still there? Or What's is it that? something uh, Empire? What's um the building is. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. Um so anyways, so I ended up throwing this massive successful party with a couple thousand people and I was a nobody. Like people were like, How the fuck do you put together the sponsors? These people hate this person. They said that they would never I know that that person would never sponsor this if that person sponsored oh, wow. it. And I, I don't remember how I did it. And you know, I, I, when <laughs> You know, one of the many secrets to success is like, doesn't hurt to ask, right? Yeah. And that's, I think that I put 
and that's I do that a lot. But I think that from what I remember, all I did was really ask people and say, "Here's the cause, and this is what we're doing." Like, um, and so I threw this massive event, you know, and then it caught the attention of a lot of people that were running nightclubs, and um, I started uh, promoting and. That I did real like not not too long for them then, but it was more or less for like events, special events for a guy named Tony Verdugo, mm-hmm. which actually started Dre's nightclub, the After Hours. Mm-hmm. I think I did an interview with him one time, not yeah. on the podcast, but for something else. Did you? Else, yeah. He's a, he's an older gentleman, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 So um, I started helping him out, and then everything just kind of went from there. And a lot of the years, I was in the nightlife entertainment media for ten years. I um. And so I started off doing promotions, uh, marketing, having my own promotions teams. Um, and then I evolved to like kind of hosting, but never really for a nightclub uh, like myself. And um, fast forward through the years, like Preve, you guys, it was you guys around, is that your time? Preve no. at, at, at <laughs> Hollywood? It was like the hottest hip hop club in, in Vegas. It was, I'll tell you what, what I remember growing up, there was a, was it Escapate? Is that, is that, was that, that was a club, right? It was like in North Las Vegas. And then there, what was that one? Frozen? The one that used to be. <laughs> the 18 and up. <laughs> yeah, bro. That, those, that's what I grew up with. Yeah. Those two were the ones that were popping. Those two were the ones that everybody go, went to and everybody like was talking about back in the day, in the MySpace days, I'll say. So turn the volume up. They can't hear. Oh, okay. Oh, it? okay. Uh, that was 10 minutes ago though. Yeah, yeah I turned it. I, it. It's pretty up right now. Okay. I'll turn it up a little bit more. So fast forward to Preve, I was I was doing marketing promotions. I had a team of promoters, and we would just kill it. Like we would literally walk in at eleven o'clock to our table because we had table unlimited bottles mm-hmm. with like three hundred people. Like we had like a train of people in Planet Hollywood. Like and that wasn't our total number for the night because our team, my team that I managed, was they're responsible for bringing girls and guys, right? Mm-hmm. But our initial walk in, it was a train of people through Planet Hollywood for three hundred people. And we like all all my all my promoters were like, it was like a Chinese tourist like when they walk with those wands. Yeah, those, yeah. those like it was fucking crazy <laughs> every night, every night. And um and then I impressed the person there. Uh, you know greens and proteins. Yeah, yeah. You know I've been Greg there. Jay? Uh, yeah. I don't know the person, but I've been to that place. Greg J um worked there at the time, and he was like, and him and someone else, and they. So I proposed a deal where I then went internal, uh, managed all of the promoter all promotions teams yeah. that, were, that were doing what I was doing, but I was now internal. Yeah. Um, did that till it closed. And then I evolved into, that was in 2009. Then I evolved into, um, I bought a party bus, ran the party bus. And then I, I mean, at that time I was running instavegas.com. Okay. And so I was doing like a lot of tickets, hotels. It was a concierge business. Okay. Um, travel business. And um, and then I interlooped the the party bus with that, and then that was around 2012, 2013, and then I threw a, a three day million dollar party, three day million dollar party for a bachelor for a it was a bachelor party, but it was a hedge fund group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Wait, but when you say million dollar party, they spent their their <sighs> budget was a million dollars. crazy. For three days, and it took about two weeks to plan it. Yeah. Um. So that happened. We made a ton of cash. Actually, that was when I bought my party bus. Okay. And so I, I reinvested that cash that I made in that in that deal. Um, to bought the party bus, ran it, and then uh, started it. Um, and then I sold a shit ton of tickets. I was good friends with um, Robin Leach mm-hmm. that just died. And uh, RIP to him. But he uh, helped push me. 
he I sold three million dollars in in fight tickets for the last Mayweather fight. Wow, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, and um, but I credit I never said it before, but I credit to Robin Leach because like he was like at that time I I started KingandNightClubs.com. Okay. Which ended up being like one of the shit was like so ridiculously like heavy traffic. Like no one was doing what I was doing, you know, with a blog for the nightlife. And I was super detailed, super like people were, it was a very like depressing time in my life because I was always being attacked non anonymously. I was upsetting a lot of people because I was telling the truth. Oh, wow. Like something would happen like hooray, like hooray a nightclub. Well, I, I broke a lot of the stories like of places actually shutting down. Yeah. And I was the one that broke the story. So then like cats over the review journal, Robin Leach and all these people. Um, Dana Roselli wasn't, I don't know if she was in that position yet, but um, they started realizing that I had my foot in the door with the, the nightlife. And so uh, I started, they started coming to me and I was their guy. Like they're doing all these like events at the Riviera and having dinners and, you know, it's uh, someone's birthday party. That's where they're covering, right? They weren't. I, I was the. That was their entertainment nightlife guy. So, um, but shit got super interesting and, and kind of not so much depressing. It wasn't so much depressing, but um, when you're constantly attacked, like yeah. at all angles. Like right now, I don't care because I I, I know I'm back in my mind. Like I'm mm -hmm. rich. I fucking come from nothing. Um, you know, we can go into that story, which is also an interesting story, and people. Yeah, love to plus you're even trying to help people, so it's yeah, it's, yeah. It's which all. Can, I know you guys want to know about more about that. But, oh yeah, that's um, gonna go. Yeah, gonna we'll reach it all. I like this all because it's interesting. But to, towards the end of that, so then I started getting into media, right? Because like, I started working with them. I was doing red carpet interviews with the celebrities over at the Palms, mm -hmm. um, and so once I started getting really involved with the media, then. Um, the the website was doing well. My concierge business was doing well. Then the higher end client clientele were, or you know, started coming in because of all this exposure. There were like 17 million people read my article. That was 13 signs she might be an escort. You know, so like that caught a lot of attention around the world. So like, what and what year was this? 2014. Okay, then that's a lot. Of, that's a that's a that's a big number for yeah. even for 2014, man. Yeah. Went, like people are went, constantly on their phones now. No, mm -hmm. for sure. I mean, imagine in 2014, it wasn't as much. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? 14, 14 million? 17. 17 million. Jeez, yeah. That's crazy. Until I shut the site down. Um, so fast forward then to the end of that. That was like, that was like super crazy. I mean, there was a nightclub downtown that I shut down because I exposed them, you know, and they're like threatening to kill me. And, and, Whoa, and geez, that's and, scary. <laughs> and then because I was fucking with their business. Yeah. But I, all I did was expose the truth. Yeah. And everything that I exposed the truth, it was like, here's, here's, I mean, I, I my rep, like the shit that I was saying, people were like, it ended up becoming true. At the very beginning, people don't believe you. They're doubting everything I'm saying. And I'm like, I don't even know where I came of being a fucking journalist. Right. I'm, I'm a somewhat of a journalist now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people like didn't understand the transitions, but I just do what kind of like where the kind of the universe takes me. Um, but then I started getting the credibility and um, Horea shut down at Palms. I broke that story. The place over at Palazzo shut down. I broke that. Like I broke up. I broke that story. And, and fucking people are so mad at me because I broke the story because people went into pre-shift for that night at the nightclub. And they're like, why the fuck isn't King of Nightclubs, Joe Vargas at King of Nightclubs saying that tonight's our last night? 
And then the GM like calls me. He's like, dude, did you fucking put this out? I'm like, yeah, I got a tip. Yeah. And he was like, son of a bitch. And he hangs up. Damn, and that's kind of scary. But it was the truth. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. how they found out. Like, was what was that at the at a point when you realized, like, holy shit, like I have a clout. I have a uh, no. I have I, people. I, no, that was that wasn't even it. None of that. Okay. The, the pulse downtown not shut down. I didn't. I just felt like I would. That was just me. Um. I I didn't think nothing of it. Uh, the part that actually I was kind of like whoa was when I started. I started a lot of rumors too. Mm-hmm. But the rumors. Because it created traffic. Mm-hmm. So there, but the rumors were like halfway rumors. So I knew how to like um, take something and make something of it. So Give I, me an I, example. Okay. So the one that was like, holy shit, um, James Packer, like mega, I think he's a billionaire. He's from Australia. Mm-hmm. You know him? Like him and his mm-hmm. dad are like super fucking rich. Um, I know Dan Bilzerian <laughs> and Jeff oh, Bezos. Fuck, fuck that guy. <laughs> you said fuck that guy? Trust him, baby. No, not, not Jeff Bezos. Okay. I'm talking about Bilzerian. Yeah. Dude, Jeff, Jeff Bezos? Was it Was it Jeff Bezos? He's, Jeff Bezos? Yeah, he uh, he's he owns Amazon Web Services, right? Yeah, like yeah. Amazon and everything. He also has a $600 million contract with the CIA. Oh, really? And they're putting Alexas in everybody's homes. I don't remember that. That's another conversation for another oh, day. Yeah. Oh, NASA. He owns yeah, the but he, so, okay, so uh, back on track. My bad. No. What was I saying? Uh, you were talking about um, how you were starting rumors. Halfway oh, rumors. yeah, yeah. So for media, media purposes. So, so like, um, James Packer visits. So I think his dad or James. No, James Packer dated Mariah Carey. That's the guy that Mariah Carey, the billionaire that she just dated. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Come on, man. You guys are going to have a podcast. <laughs> I know, bro. I feel bad. I'm like, damn. We got to do more pop culture research over here. Um, we're a huge social media CBD company, so yeah. I see a lot of this stuff. But Yeah. Um, excuse me. Um, so what I mean by that is like, so James Packer visits the Cosmopolitan, and everybody that's high up, managers, people that are like, even busters, like a buster actually t- tipped me on Hurea being it's last night at four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I broke that story at the Palms, but um, he came into town, but he wasn't supposed to be known that he was here. And someone that knew high up inside Cosmo was like, hey, do you want it? And some of this stuff wasn't even nightclub related. Like this wasn't. So I get a tip that James Packer is there to only um what was it he was only there to to check the place out and discuss the possibility of buying the cosmopolitan mm. right mm-hmm. nobody was supposed to know that none yeah. of the media would talk about that yeah like, i just talked about shit that people wouldn't talk about they're not like they mm. felt like if there was a murder that none of, nobody talks about it. if i found out about that i would have talked about it and probably talked about like exposed people it, yeah it just pissed off you know what i'm saying so it yeah. pissed off a lot of people um but so then I put out that James Packer is buying the Cosmopolitan. It's kind of, it's, do you understand yeah. you know what I'm saying now? So, um, and then, so that rumor actually was fucking huge to the point where like someone that was like on the floor working called me and they're like, dude, you're fucking, this is when the story came out. You're like, you, you got the whole, all of our employees fucking worried Everybody's freaking out because then at that point, when they hear that, they hear, I think there was more to it as far as like why they're freaking out. Um, but that also involved change, but no one there knows of anything. They just thought maybe they're going to lose their jobs. I don't remember the exact, all the details, mm-hmm. 
But um, and so then I start this massive rumor, and then so the PR team for the Cosmopolitan had to put together a press release to send out to the news to squash my rumor that James Packer wasn't buying the Cosmopolitan. Yeah. Because then I have people like Robin Leeds jumping on it saying that King and I, Joe Vargas at King and I clubs is now, you know, breaking the story and I already have all this credibility, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I, I call Robin. I'm like, here's a story. This is what happened. Cause he was like super sensitive about like, he, he wouldn't be as um, vague and bold as me. Mm-hmm. Where I didn't give a fuck where he was like, this is what I do my whole life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, I need to know details of like, you can't just be, I like you, Joe. And you know, we have a long relationship, but like, how did you find that out? Like he, he was a little bit more uh, in detailed yeah. with mm-hmm. stories before saying it. Cause he didn't want any repercussions, you know? And, um, and so the cosmo, so Fox five news like comes out and it's like, uh, there's a rumor by King and I, Joe Vargas at King and nightclubs. Um, that James Packer is buying the Cosmopolitan and like it's untrue and all this stuff. And that's when I felt the the actual power that I had. Yeah. Not, I don't, it doesn't even feel real that 17 million people read an article of mine. Cause is that, uh, is that because yeah. to you, that's just a number on a computer screen? Yeah. Cause you don't see them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you go, when I, what becomes a reality to me is when I go to LA and I stay at my friend Nikki's house and the guy that's there just got done showing property to, um, Stan Lee mm-hmm. and we're talking and he goes and Nikki introduces me as it's always like Joe Vargas never like it's my friend Joe it's always Joe Vargas mm-hmm. and I was like the guy would goes damn that sounds hella familiar and I and he was like oh he does this website and he was like dude did you write a web like write an article that was like 13 signs she might be a hooker I'm like 13 signs she might be an escort <laughs> yeah and he was like, I fucking read that in our office and all of our office was in my office, like laughing at this because it's so true. And, and that, and then that's when I, that's when it started to become real, like, yeah. you know, and besides that part and then people, some, um, royalty people in other countries, they actually have a circle of like an elitist circle mm-hmm. and they hire hookers because they thought the fucking list, even in another country was funny because yeah. the shit that I was saying, like the signs that she's a hooker. It's kind of universal. You can have an audience anywhere in the world for that. So something like that. I mean, that top is kind of everywhere. But yeah. were you ever worried that? Because you said you started halfway rumors at, at that point. Were you ever worried that because you exposed those halfway rumors, they might not even come true? No, because or did that the, not matter to you? The somewhat halfway rumors were like so. Uh, who cares if if like oh, when people were like oh James Packer if if it was like James Packer was never there, it's a total fucking lie. Yeah. Then. I, that's not my style. Okay. My style is, let me, and he was, he was like, he was there to talk about buying it, but just, he didn't, he wasn't, I, I made, I made the outcome. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I didn't yeah, just yeah. make it up. I never yeah. made nothing up like that. Yeah. You, you had some kind of background on the subject of. Yeah. Like was he was there about. to possibly purchase it. And so, you know, I said that I, and I said that, Yeah. you know, I, it's I, like, if you see me walk into a strip club and you tweet like, yo, Kim's about to get a lap dance. Yeah. You don't know yeah, I'm there. going in there because I forgot my wallet. Yeah, but you, you were know there. I'm there, right? <laughs> now you were there. Like, it's, all a, right, well, it's a pretty good He wasn't lying. Like, <laughs> no, but he was there to look to possibly buy it. But I just kind of spread it. I just went, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So all of that. And then I sold my party bus. So I ended up having one of the, so one of the guys actually that became a fan from the actual night, the king and I um, He ended up being a big client of mine for the, for when he came out here. 
and he bought in half of my party bus. I hated running my party bus. Um, he was three months into it. He was like, bring it. He was in Newport. And he goes, bring it to Newport, and I have, I'm going to use it for events. I said, events for what? He goes, come out here, and I'll talk. So I go out there. Long story. I always say that. Long story short, but they're long stories. Um, <laughs> so they're, they're I, good stories. I, 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 I sell my half a bus of the bus to him, and he shows me the CBD product. This is in 2000. This is December of 2014, or maybe early January 2015. 2015. That wasn't that long ago. And um, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he was telling me about it, and it's like I didn't fucking know what CBD was. You know, I, I obviously we know what weed is, but um, I learned about it for a month, and then I ended up working with him. And I was like, because I've always I was always looking for an out of that industry. I didn't want to be in. An, I didn't want to be the 50 year old guy. Regardless if I was partying or not, didn't want to be a 50-year-old, 6-year-old man like fucking with kids um, running around nightclubs. Yeah. Mm. And running around fucking uh, blogging like I'm fucking Perez Hilton and <laughs> getting a lot of hate. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just what it is. And um, and so I saw it as an opportunity and I was like, well, let me get equity of this company. He was like, well, come work for me and we'll push this and we'll make it big and then we'll talk about equity and then he didn't want to give me equity, so Ooh. I pushed away from that. And then um, I, I saw the opportunity with CBD, did a going away party with Little John, hosting it um, at Surrender, had this big ordeal, and then I um, announced my you know retirement you know, of that from industry. From the nightlife industry. And then, yeah. yeah, then I started um, Cloud9 Syrup and then BilingualMeds.com and Dang, that's, quite, there. that's a hell of a journey, yeah, man, to get that's there. that's a long journey. Yeah. Damn. That's tight, man. Respect. Um, yeah, because I, I, the first time I heard of Bilegal Meds is I was just driving around town. And it oh, was that right. location that's on, uh, I want to say, uh, I don't want to mess it up. It's the one that's down the street from here. The one that's not on the strip. Oh, uh, Tropic Decatur. Tropic Decatur, yeah. that's the one. And uh, I had my parents with me. And uh, I took them in because I was like, I, I need help sleeping. And I heard CBD helps with that kind of stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go in and my, my parents are very old school. You know, they walk in, they're like, they're, oh, you're buying weed. You know, just because it's legal, you can buy <laughs> weed. I'm like, no, this is not weed. Because there's the difference between THC and CBD. Mm-hmm. Could, could you, for our for our watchers, can you explain what the difference is between THC and CBD? Because there's a lot of people that watch or yeah. that, are, that, are, that know about CBD, but they say, oh, no, I don't want it to come yeah. up in a drug test or I don't want to do anything illegal. Um, THC is the part of the plant that makes you high. Like it gives you the psychoactive effect. Mm-hmm. CBD, CBD is the you know THC is also uh, for medical as well. But mm-hmm. it's just easier for me to say THC is a psychoactive part of the plant, and CBD is a medicinal part medicinal, of the plant. Medicinal, yeah, yeah. But even it doesn't take away that THC also has medicinal effects as well. But mm-hmm. CBD doesn't make you high if you smoke it. Like I smoked some before I came here. Yeah. Um, you know, it just makes you fucking very just chill, relaxed, and um, if you smoke enough of it, you get like a. Someone, my friend, actually told me one time when he smoked it. He goes, "Dude, he goes, I, I feel like I feel like I'm high, but I'm not high." Yeah. And I was like, that was the best ex- explanation. Like I know that feeling. You have a head yeah. high. I have a head high. Yeah. It's just very clear and mental. Like you don't mm-hmm. feel like it's just like. Your body doesn't feel like it's falling apart. No. Anything yeah. not normal is a high. That's why yeah. it's sex high, running high. Like, you feel like you're amped up, right? That's a high. But, um, yeah. I, I would imagine that uh, running a, a CBD business would come with its own, like, uh, basket of, of legal, legal issues, right? Just because knowing that, you know, 
ignorant people would tie CBD with weed and they say it's the same thing. It's the same, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. What issues did you come? What challenges did you come in, in building your business? Um, the very beginning, the very beginning, it was more so merchant accounts. I kept getting shut down. PayPal would freeze like $80,000 because they didn't accept it. Um, Stripe shut us down. PayPal shut us down multiple times. Like, um, <clears throat> we couldn't get it at the time. We couldn't get like a, a domestic merchant account. So I had to go internationally. That was a pain in the ass, but we kept getting shut down, shut down. Um, and then, uh, that, that's been our biggest problem. Banking was, is kind of a, was at the time was an issue. Um, so it was a super struggle. Did you still have to pay for it with cash only for CBD? No, because no, because when you're online, it's not cash only. Oh, oh no, but but at your locations though, people yeah, because can only it's pay. not federally legal, so yeah. I can't put the money in the bank. Like uh, I can't do the money in the bank. And the issue is that is because there's marijuana and there's hemp, correct? Is there like yeah, they're like cousins. Mm-hmm. But if uh, I don't know if I heard something, but something if they can prove that it's hemp and not from the actual marijuana plant, will that make it? Well, the only difference is the one, the CBD with from the marijuana plant has more THC in it. Oh, got it. The one with hemp has less than 0.3%, mm-hmm. which your your body doesn't even recognize it. If you take enough of it, mm-hmm. you know, with 0.2, there, there's a certain amount. It's like eating too many poppy seeds on a poppy seed bun. Yeah, you'll yeah. get that drug you, test. Yeah, you'll, get fall, you'll fail a false mm-hmm. positive. But the T- the CBD products that we use is all THC free. Wait, you said poppy seeds on on a what? Poppy seeds on a bun. You know, like, like a, a sesame really? bun. Really? Yeah, you can. I didn't know that. Yeah, you can. You can fail a false positive. Mm-hmm. On if you eat too many burgers, you, at, what's no, that? At, with a with has a, heroin. What? Yeah, oh, it's an opiate. No, I, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, you're ex- somebody told you're me exposing that. the entire McDonald's <laughs> industry to me right now, bro. Like that's insane. Wow. Yeah, yeah I remember him. I was like, what? Like that's crazy. Like uh, literally get maybe that's why people go vegan, bro. <laughs> I don't know. They don't like that gluten. How many hours a, work, a day do you work, man? I would imagine being a business owner. Um, I mean, not everybody works the same amount of hours being a business owner. Yeah. Um, uh, that's kind of hard to say because I don't have a clock in, clock out. Yeah. And the way that I am, like, I'm such a hustler. Like, like I'm addicted to the hustle. Like, yeah. I, to you, it's I, not I working. Don't like relax. I don't even have. A, I have TV. I have a TV at my house, but that's only for Netflix and and in the background uh, YouTube for like if I'm watching the Joe Budden podcast or mm-hmm. music in the background. Mm-hmm. But I don't have TV. Yeah. Um, but like my lifestyle is my work. Like I don't actually have like I I would say I mean because I I from the time I I'm actually from the time that I wake up. I pull, I grab my phone every single time. Yeah. And I don't really look at social media first. I look at like text messages first. Cause those are the ones that are most important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. How much money did I make while I was sleeping is one thing that I look at. And then two is like, did I miss any text in the middle of the night from anybody important, mm-hmm. which is not often. So more or less, I'm like already like wake up, you know, kind of like rub my eyes. And then I grab my phone. I'm like, all right, what happened for work? And all the things that I have going on, you know, how much money did I make going to, you know, and then I start my day like that. And then I go into my emails and, and then I go into social media when I'm all done. But now that I have two puppies that are crazy, <laughs> uh, it's, nice. uh, what my, kind of puppies? Uh, German shepherds. Uh, nice. 
Oh yeah, I think you posted on your Instagram, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, I saw that. Yeah. You talk about the about the hustle and the grind. Mm-hmm. I gotta ask, man, how did you get how did you get that that Instagram handle at hustler? <laughs> that seems like something that's that would be hard yeah, to get. impossible to get. Yeah. It's <laughs> like how'd you get the how'd you get the at John Smith? Like right. you know, I, well, I I used to be and so I can answer the last question. So the time I go from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. So it's like my day is a lifestyle. Like my yeah. day, like I just live my day because I think it's important for some people to know. Yeah. Especially like my fans that that follow me on Twitter, they always want to they want to know certain things, right? And it's like my life has just become me living my life, like taking care of my dogs. Like um, I have such like I've a shit ton of employees. Yeah. You know, my managers and they kind of run the business, and then I just kind of uh, I approve things. Nobody can really spend money without my approval. Right. And, but normally it's like, okay, what do I got to do today? And while I'm doing that, like yesterday I got manicure and pedicure. Like I didn't do that on my time off. I just did it and, and went to take care of my dogs. I got to kind of, my, my life has become just living my life and doing work while I'm living my life. Does that so, make sense? So, so I, I yeah, actually, yeah. I actually work from the time I, I wake up to the time I go to bed. Right. That's what I was going to say is, is you're, you're so involved with your business you don't. First of all, you don't track hours because your business is your life. It's what you do every day. Yeah, it's become my lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm the I'm the person that, I mean, I'm. I have a lot of help now, but before, I mean, I was the I was the marketing and branding guy. I was the person that that was essentially making all the co- the company money, while all my workers were like my wheel turners. It's like, I know how to make money. I know how to get us on, in the media. I know how to do this. I know how to do that. Let me get the wheels turning for you guys to make sure you can that you guys now I got all the wheels turning mm-hmm. and the money coming in. Make sure now all the wheels are to stay turning while I like not focus on the wheels turning anymore and and try to get farther ahead. And I start and then you start building your team. So yeah. now that they're behind you and start building your team. You know this is me. Like okay, I'm push more ahead. Shit, like I need people to fill this gap here. Right. Now I got a yep. rope of people, and like, yeah. that's how that's how I built my business. Yeah, yeah. I, I, w- business I would imagine stuff. I would imagine somebody who runs uh, such a successful business is you're not doing everything yourself. Like that, you have a, you have people behind but you. But you know what's funny though is when I first started. So that's another interesting, crazy fucking story. Is I I'll try to make this one fast. I know we don't have a shit ton of time. <laughs> no worries. No, for real. Um, so I started out <clears throat> doing the business with Cloud Nine Syrup. But I started out in my dad's kitchen and I had money for my last industry, but I started, people think like I, st- I was broke in my dad's kitchen three years ago when I was like, I just created somehow cloud nine syrup and like came out of nowhere. Right. Mm-hmm. But the real story is like, obviously I, I told you I made money, you know, $3 million in tickets for a Mayweather fight. Like yeah. I had money still left over from that, that uh, million dollar party that I threw and other stuff that went on after that. But um, I chose to do what I'm about to tell you, like I chose to do it in my dad's kitchen because I want to start out as if I didn't have money, right? And so I appreciated the business. When I got to today, I can appreciate it with my children and and kind of teach them, like, let's just not go out and spend the money to get it mm-hmm. maybe the right way. <clears throat> so I learned how to make simple syrup. I learned how to do all these things in my dad's kitchen. I then created a business in my dad's house my because he was helping me bottle it my kids were doing the shipping packages whatever blah blah blah, in the living room on the table while they watch tv and i so i created then i created i was like shit we need to we need to build our business so now i'm like okay brian is a sales guy uh uh 
another name, Natalie, not the way I spelled my daughter's name, but Natalie is the customer service girl on email. Then I had a social media manager. Then I had myself. Then I had the guy, excuse me, that was making the syrup and the products. I was, uh, I was all of them. Mm-hmm. So I would have a different personality on email as Natalie, as like the friendlier That's one. That's funny. Brian, I would answer the phone doing sales as Brian, the sales guy. Wow. Then I had a persona online that's like third kind of talking about myself as the social media manager about myself as the CEO. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was Would fine. you ever change your voice? <laughs> no, because no, I never... Natalie was the email. So oh, Natalie gotcha. was the email. Yeah. Smart man. <laughs> Jeez. Nobody can call in. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. then I was like the, the, then I was the shipping guy. So I created a business. One, not to be able to tell the interesting story, but to be able to understand all the positions. Yeah. So oh, then I start. I started. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was like super burnt then. Like that. That's not. I don't suggest people doing that. Yeah. Um, but so then I started filling those positions as I started getting bigger. Yeah. And then I evolved into where I'm at. Today. Damn, that's kind of tight. I've never really thought because like I, I've heard like good bosses are the ones who know how to do every single job inside their company. Put Just, it this way: when my production team's fucking up. Or my shipping team's fucking up, and now I got like shit ton of employees now. Yeah, and I'm like, what are you guys doing? And like, <laughs> oh, it's, we got a lot of stuff. I'm like, I used to do all your jobs myself. Mm-hmm. Right. I used to make it. I used to do the production and bottle it. I used to fucking ship it. Yeah. Like I used to do all the customer service. Like, and of course, when we weren't as big as we are today, we were. We started out strong because the whole the cloud nine syrup, the lean. I went after that market. Yeah. It's kind of changed the culture. Yeah. Um, and offer something that wasn't fucked up like lean offers, but, um, and that's smart yeah. because then you can, if anything ever goes wrong, you know, exactly having done those roles, you know, exactly what can go wrong and how to fix those things. If they do go wrong, booty shaking. They can't fake it with yeah, you. Yeah. So now I, this today I appreciate it. You know, I appreciate my business. I appreciate um, I appreciate everybody's jobs because I know what it takes to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I can be like, I don't, you're full of shit because I know it doesn't take that amount of time to do that. Cause I used to do that myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Without you guys here while I was doing other shit and I was planning out my day, my days were like, if you weren't talking about work, my life has become in the past three and a half years, the lifestyle and doing work in between before it was more like a job. I was working 20 hours a day and trying to get four hours of sleep. Yeah. Because I was like, I didn't have support. Like when you don't have any support and you can't like, you can't just like, oh, I'm going to go be a boss like Joe Vargas and, and go live a lifestyle and work in between. Like that's yes. not how it works. Yeah. I'm only able to do that because I have my support from my daughter, you know, from my partner, uh, Raquel and VP of operations, my mom running my stores, like all my, all my managers, like I can't do what I do without them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. It's important to have a, a, a team that you can trust. When you, but when you're actually small, dude, I wanted to shoot myself. Like my, so my part, not literally, Yeah. but my partner, that's my VP of operations, she's doing my job that I was doing before, before she came on. Like <clears throat> I was, so I, I, what was the segue into that? Why did I even talk about that? Uh. uh I think I think I just had I had asked. Uh, I lost my train of thought. How yeah. many hours a day you work? But you kind of you kind of explained that you broke that down. And then you said you were you were working multiple. You were you were doing each job so that you can. Oh learn no! The so no. The, my point was is that when you're at a small, when you're like four or five, six employees, seven employees, and you're trying to do everything yourself as a CEO, and like not everything, but now you have support. Yeah. 
but it's driving you fucking crazy because you don't. I didn't have a manager at this moment, like when I when I'm talking about, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't have the sport that I have now. You're like, dude, there's no fucking way that I can have like who? How the fuck do people have like 50 employees, 100 employees, 500 employees? I'd fucking jump off a bridge. Yeah, <laughs> I would imagine at that point you kind of. But when you start when you start feeling filling all of those gaps and like things and delegating like, things delegating out. things. Now I'm like. Oh, this is easy. 60, 70, what is it, 72 employees that we have now, including That's contractors. Dope. Damn. Like, now I can just, like, you know, live my life and everybody supports. Like, and going through all that, like, you had to learn everything, like, you know, you know, paying for your employees, like, taxing, all that stuff. Like, yeah, you I learned never, that on the way? I, I never, yeah, I never hired yeah, people crazy. to come in and tell me how to run a retail store. Like, I never had people, t- I mean, my business, my other, my other business partner was like, um, I, like, you know, I'll start he was just like there's things that you should do like maybe an hr person yeah do this to alleviate that problem because i was like fuck so i yeah i, I through the process i learned damn that's so crazy. now i'm just like more of a sophisticated like guy that makes us you know a lot of money and i try to say it's stable mentally and like helping people and all that stuff but i'll know, put it in your words man to, you make it look easy yeah 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 no, I, I know <laughs> i do because yeah weird. It's really not. <laughs> I mean, no, I w- it's not. I would imagine like the whoever owns like AT and T, who who uh, and this is maybe ignorant, but like a guy who owns AT and T, he's not in every store. Oh no, messing no, with day to day operation. That's the point, though. You know? It's like when you're smaller, when you're smaller, you think to yourself like, how the fuck would I run this company with yeah. fucking 100 employees? And and it, my mentors around me are like, well, obviously you wouldn't be. You're not. Then you have managers and directors and like because this is what i'm talking now is like early stage of the business mm-hmm. you know and mind you my last business that i had like i didn't have a shit ton of employees like i didn't have overhead i didn't have a manufacturing facility i didn't have a farm i didn't have all this shit i just had myself my business my office was in my house but i was making a shit ton of money working from my house yeah i didn't have all these employees and stuff like that so that was all like pat learning how to run a, a huge company is definitely something I've learned myself the past mm-hmm. three years with a little bit of help of my mentors. Well, when you're That's a hustler, right. man, you, you, you don't really make, you make do, you don't make excuses, right? You work with yeah. what you have and you make it, you make it yeah, happen. You're not, I mean, a, a true hustler and, and someone that's like most successful people, you know? Yeah. It's like kind of all think that way. Yeah. So what would you, well, actually, before I even ask you uh, what motivates you, I, I, I wanted to ask, cause you kind of said. I easily answer that. It's my kids. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> what motivates you? Let's, let's, get that that, let's get that out of the way. Get yeah. that out of the way, <laughs> your kids. Uh, I was going to ask, because you mentioned it in, uh, w- when you were talking right now, you said that uh, you were working out of your dad's kitchen and you were making the, the, the syrup, right? Yeah. What Was that your first CBD product that, that you ever built or that you put yeah, together? Yeah, the, the Cloud9 syrup was. Oh, okay. Because yeah. the first did one it, I tried was Did it take a while for like you to, like, if you want to answer this, like find the source for your CBD and all that? Like, Was it like a, a headache as well? Or um, did you kind of know wasn't the a people? Lot, no, I mean, I had to learn myself mm-hmm. and, and kind of do research because at that time it was it was barely known. Early January, February, no, Mar- March, April of 2015, like no one was doing CBD in Las Vegas. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it was a dry market. No, I mean, nobody, I didn't even know what it was before that. Yeah. And nobody did, not many. Um, sorry, my son's texting me. Yeah, oh, no worries. Good, I, I would even say like, like, be, like beginning of this year when I first found out, found out about it, it, to me, it felt like I was like Christopher Columbus. Like I was like, "Oh, <laughs> what is this? Shut I'm up. discovering something new." You know what I mean? Like even though yeah. he didn't, he didn't technically. Yeah, it was without the murdering yeah. of all the people too. Yeah, so. without that part. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was kind of like a like a new thing, and I, I I never had like looked into it before. Uh, but 
it's crazy man because cbd is something that that i it worked for me so much that mm -hmm. i i almost became like a street pusher for you bro because every time right. somebody would like i would talk to somebody i would instantly bring it up like bitcoin yeah you know yeah, what i mean like yeah. it's something yeah. that you're so interested in mm -hmm. that you're like hey you got to try this you know what i mean right, yeah uh to me it was kind of like revolutionary and do you still learn like day to day like what cbd does and like more things about it no or oh, you yeah, basically knowledgeable know? now yeah that's tight yeah so what is it you're trying to uh, accomplish with your business um i'm pretty passionate about helping people like this podcast can probably go for like three hours but oh yeah mm -hmm. um yeah i mean i i want to be able to help as many people as possible like i as weird as it is like i just turned 40 but as weird as it like as it is like for some reason i keep thinking about death not like of me dying but like just about death and like what happens like when we die like we just die and then guess what happens like when your parents die or, or no your kids die and that their family like you get to a point where like you're not remembered yeah mm -hmm. like your existence never like for some reason i don't know why the fuck my brain is like especially when i get stoned lately like <laughs> my brain starts thinking about like I, I need to make an impact i need to do something where i'm like remembered and luckily i was able to like get into this industry right now in, at 2015 uh, the very beginning of it to where it's like and then everybody knows my story too because mm -hmm. i used to be broke as fuck yeah that i talk about on twitter like living in weeklies and eating 99 cent chicken sandwiches and riding a scooter yeah my daughter on the back of the scooter holding groceries oh, and i got damn. a tv at his bottom i pretend my legs driving to the weekly <laughs> yeah wondering how i'm gonna get 320 bucks the next week to stay there like yeah but um but yeah so your your ultimate goal with your business, and I, I think that that's to, pretty that's pretty be, smart to be as big as I can, so I can help as many people as I can, and then take our stores. Right. I want like 10, 15 stores in Vegas. Realis realistically, ten uh, for bilegal. I want ten bilegal med stores. And you're opening your third one tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, then we just got to approve for our fourth store. Damn. Yeah. Is that something like you can franchise out? Or yeah, yeah. That'd I just, be tight. It's not ready to do that right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I just everything's timing for me. Mm -hmm. Doesn't feel right yet. So. But what's been what what's something that 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 you haven't accomplished yet? You feel um, that you that you really want to like? I know you said opening ten locations here in Vegas, but do you do you plan to make maybe make it go international? Or no, is your that, plane not? No, I mean international is cool, but more realistic is like being a national brand mm. and being everywhere. Yeah, you know mm -hmm. what I mean. It's I think the online like part sitting of it on the beach and checking emails and swimming with sharks now i don't even got to be here yeah like now right now i have to be here i want to get to the point where like you know i'm helping a shit ton of people and i'm not stressing all the time you know and um there isn't really something that i can think about that actually we have like we haven't done mm -hmm. um getting I, I think the only cool thing to me is probably <sighs> having cbd and like what you know uh more commercialized right more people knowing what we do and and what and not just what we do just what cbd is about mm -hmm. gotta get that viral facebook video marketing <laughs> i would imagine it's hard though to market on facebook because of how cbd is looked at you know because you were telling me no, something you, you can't about, we i lost my yeah. ad account oh really yeah Oops. i lost my ad account because of it yeah it's because marijuana marijuana and adult like they don't facebook don't play around but I say give it like two yeah. years. Give it like <laughs> well, two it's years. Supposedly going federal illegal in uh, October. Oh really? Mm -hmm, next oh. month. 
some big Wait, news. CBD or? Yeah, CBD. Oh, got it, From got hemp. It. From hemp. Yeah, I see so. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. What has been your biggest uh, satisfying moment in your career so far? Um, help uh, the amount of people we've helped. Right, because on your on your Instagram, you you have, you well, let's just talk about this real quick. I th- you you caught my attention a lot when when I saw you you were giving your followers cash. Oh yeah. What I mean, I guess I I, I could ask what was the driving motivation behind that? Like, but why you, do I do it? Yeah, but I guess you kind of already answered that when you said it was your background, how you came, how you literally came from nothing to yeah, where you are not, now. That's not like why I do it. Okay. I don't just say like I I used to fucking be broke as fuck. I mean I. I understand a lot of the people, like, I, I inspire thousands of people right now, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's only going to grow. But as people discover what I do, that first they have to get past the bullshit, right? When yeah. I say bullshit, they have to get past me standing in front of a Lamborghini <laughs> with a bunch of cash. They have to get past something that they think is might be douchey. But there's a reason why I do that, and I'm not, I don't, I don't want to explain why. But um once they get past that and see what I'm about and see it's a family ran business and like, I'm actually a good person and I fucking care about people. Yeah. You know, and I have a close relationship with my daughter and they see us like bantering online together and like just a close bond retiring my mom, you know, after 30 years at the railroad pass over by Boulder city, um, to come work for me and run my stores. Like I'm not, obviously I'm not a shitty person. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if you don't look past like the, some of the dumb shit that I do, like you just look, you won't look past, you won't look past it and then think like I'm like oh fuck that guy right mm-hmm. so we get to the point of like helping out millions of people you know that's fucking the moment yeah I always say and, oh sorry go ahead no I say your question was why I do what I do right yeah yeah just because so I I actually live like with so one of the reasons why I got out of the navy is because of anxiety and um and over the like. I have mild depression, but more anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so like being busy all the time and fucking living this lifestyle, but you know, working in between, but just not stopping. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like me and my friends, they're entrepreneurs as well. And like, we don't have a lot of, I don't, I don't hang out with my friends and go to the club with my friends. Cause we're all doing the same shit. Right. You know, we're all, you know, we're not, my friends are not fucking Richard Branson where it's like, hey, let's go fucking travel for three months <laughs> into the Himalayas or some shit like that. Yeah. You know right. I mean? um, you know, but. Um, Soon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but even at that point, it's like, at what point does that become? Like, does that, it sounds fun to me. I think maybe I just need a break or mm-hmm. all, like a vacation, like a long one. Because like always being on vacation doesn't sound fun to me. I need to be working. Yeah, that, I, that was another question I was gonna ask. Is do you ever see yourself like retiring and kind of like calling it no. quits? No, no. It's like the Gary, what Gary V says. He's like in love with the process more yeah, than I anything. I, I register when I heard him say that. Like I'm, 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 I'm deep, addicted man. to the process. Because yeah. I, I found that out too. Like I do not like but chilling. The, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Here and there, it's good. Yeah. Like take a break. But most of the time, I'm like, I need to do something. I can't be because you sit idle with your thoughts and you start thinking. That's yeah, one of the yeah, reasons yeah. we started this podcast, man. We 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 found out we had well we have some free time. Yeah. Let's do something with it, right? Yeah. Because we both we both work full time jobs right now, but we also do freelance outside of that. Yeah. So we do photography video yeah uh, always he's working. gone every other weekend to tahoe or so somewhere to do video work yeah, yeah. um and then we're like okay well we have some time at night right on let's do this podcast yeah, yeah cool. learn about people and show the people the yeah. world because i think uh the thing is like you're super inspirational like i'm super inspired i learn a lot from you and i'm like damn i'm gonna take that into consideration and start using it in my path and all that yeah so thank you for that yeah, but um yeah man it's it's pretty 
pretty crazy like how you've you started in the kitchen yeah well even yeah. before that yeah like submarine but to finish to finish that last question is um but so the anxiety because i have really bad anxiety uh-huh um helping people is kind of like it's like going to therapy yeah like people don't realize that like people are like oh you're in vegas like you're there's what's the agenda like no there's no good people in vegas you know what i'm saying yeah um but the people that know me get it people that follow me and i kind of get it um but you know it's that's what really it is man it's like that part of giving money back is stemming back from not having shit and being broke as fuck mm-hmm. and going in and out of jail because i couldn't afford to pay a traffic ticket you know what i mean and losing my job because of it like it was like a non-stop cycle yeah um so and a lot of people that follow me like are in that situation maybe they're not in that bad of a situation i mean they're just workers and they want to be rich and have money and mm-hmm. and happiness and a family like i do um but i i understand them you know 100 bucks goes a long way to people oh yeah you know what i mean Easy. like being able to change someone's month week like that's powerful to me and that makes me feel good mm-hmm. so essentially it's almost like kind of selfish like it's funny when i say that it's like selfish to give money away because i'm trying to ther- for therapy for myself mm-hmm. you know what i mean so yeah. but you know that's just what it is yeah i saw somebody give away 20 dollars the other day and uh it made it made their day completely like whoa you know, and I, and when, I you, when you have no money, fucking yeah. 20 bucks is a lot of money. Yeah, yeah it really. Plus, is. when you have no money, you you know how to stretch a dollar and how to make it go a Fuck long yeah. way. Like, you know what I mean? mean? I scrounged up change to eat. You know, I didn't see my kids because I couldn't afford to feed them. Yeah. You know, and I'm buying 99 cent chicken sandwiches and like that shit gets older after two days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like 20, someone, I, I wish someone was like me online giving away money for, you know, and that's the sole reason there is no other, there's no motive. There's no agenda. Like that is legit. Like I'll sit there and be like, I'm gonna give away 500 bucks now. Yeah. And like, just because like I got some downtime and I used to do more often on like Periscope. Yeah. And I would get stoned for three hours and bullshit. It was just kind of weird. You're staring at a fucking screen. It's just yourself. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's watching you fucking typing. Like you're just reading their words and, like you're having a conversation with yourself, but you're reading it out loud. Yeah. Um, but then that, that was like my time to interact with those people. But what I do like, believe it or not, man, like even people around me that, that are, are important to me didn't understand it at first. They're like, you spend a lot of time with these people. Like, like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, you don't guys don't understand. Like it kind of, it like it, it grounds me and like humbles me mm-hmm. as much as I, they always, everybody always wants to DM me and like talk to me and ask me for advice and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, it's like, I don't have the energy and the time yeah. to, an- to like, answer everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's hard. That's why I'm like, stay out of my DMs. Let's just talk here in public. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah, but that's, that's, the, that's it. Like, that's my therapy. Like make, you know, the whole like changing someone's life, you know, with 500 bucks or a thousand bucks or $10,000 shopping spree and stuff like that that is a cool moment feeling but like really it's like satisfying to me it's just like it, i don't know it's, i don't know if that's weird like i don't think it's weird um, at all man um, i mean that's like my goal my dream after helping my family same thing like i want to help as many people as i can before i pass you know yeah like it's that's but it's one of those things you, you you can't help anybody until you help yourself yep 100 percent. yeah you, know? you can't for sure i mean even but at, at the same time though when you have nothing and you're able to give someone like why throw away those pair of shoes? You can go find someone that has that size of shoe. I mean, it's little shit, like mm-hmm. stuff that doesn't cost you money mm-hmm. to make you feel good because it feels good. It, you know what I mean? Like whatever the psycho that in our brains that 
goes off when you're helping someone that makes you feel that way is like it's that 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 is addicting yeah it's almost like a drug like mm-hmm. that feeling yeah that you get the serotonin boost like yeah. i think which is what it is like i'm not a fucking scientist yeah <laughs> yeah it feels but really i'm good, a, i'm addicted to that like i i think that's I, a good I, addiction <laughs> I, I got a small taste of it man because i'm nowhere near rich I'll, I'll i'll state that i'll put that on the table right now but yeah. but like I, I bought my uh my goddaughter uh a was it twelve hundred dollar uh what's it called one playground. of those play, playhouses like playground for, yeah. her, for her backyard yeah you know and that to me like i got so much i almost i feel like i got more out of it than she would out of that playhouse yeah you know what i mean yeah especially when i when i when you don't have money like that to be balling oh, out sure, yeah but when you spend it and when you know it's making somebody happy that gives you kind of like like you said it's like a little it's like a, it's dopamine a, in your brain yeah, that kind of their just, dopamine is yeah. yeah that's the word i was looking for yeah um and i think the being addicted to that knowing that the reason for it is because you're helping someone else out and that yeah. shit is like that's amazing to me mm-hmm. that's so it helps out with my anxiety and kind of like levels me out going back to the whole anxiety as you mentioned uh my my younger sister actually has uh she she has anxiety i never understood it because i grew up mexican man like it was so to me it, like we we didn't think that was a, a actual problem it's kind of to me when i was growing up, i was kind of like oh anxiety is kind of like uh Oh, I'm depressed. Like it's kind of like a like a white person like, issue. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you you would assume it. Like we don't have time for this for these kinds of problems. Yeah. But then my younger sister started getting anxiety attacks, and and it kind of started you know opening my mind to kind of like whoa, this is a real thing. Uh, and then I took her to uh, buy legal meds, gave her some of those gummies, and it's been helping oh, a lot. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. That's what that's that's the best part about it. Mm-hmm. It's like I created buylegalmeds.com, did this fucking company, grew it. But knowing that, like, can you imagine, like, can you imagine, like, starting a company and fucking helping out over a million people? No. And you sold them bullshit. Oh, man. Snake oil. <laughs> yeah, like, sold them shit that you know that doesn't work. Yeah. Like, like to me, that's, like, such negative, fucked up energy. Like, yeah. It probably is CBD I've tried businesses that. that I've tried they're, they're, they're actually, I don't know if you know this, but they're, they're, they're selling, like, and CBD at some gas stations. And yeah. I tried them, and it's... Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know which ones you're talking about, but it's like a lot, of, a lot of it's brand. bullshit, but a lot of it has, I mean, does a gas station guy fucking really care about helping people medically? Nah. He's, those are the guys, fuck, that's why I don't like doing conventions. Yeah. Those are the guys fucking coming, not just Habibis, but they're like, how much can we get for, so before our bottle of syrup, the Cloud 9 syrup was 30 bucks. They're like, how much can we get it for? I'm like, well, wholesale's 30 mm-hmm. or 15 like well i'm a distributor i'm like all right so 12 like come on man come on eight bucks eight bucks and i'm like fuck no damn and i was like you know and that's just one guy um when it cost me it's not cheap because of how we make it Mm -hmm. you know like we we actually ferment all the herbs for long periods of time like days and days and days and then we extract all the nutrients out of it yeah and minerals and fucking make cloud nine syrup with it yeah that's an entire process behind it production wise it's not yeah. cheap you know it's not it doesn't cost me under a dollar to fucking make it's a lot more than that well because mm-hmm. it works well that's the thing uh, that's <laughs> what i was saying too is like the it, it's fucking um there's a lot of satisfaction in my business because the shit does work like when the have you ever been to parsley parsley no it's the mediterranean place right next to uh right next to our trop and decatur store mm, no i haven't what kind of food is that Mediterranean. Oh, Mediterranean. Oh. But the the owner's <laughs> wife sent a bottle of our Activate CBD tinctures, 
to her her sister in the UK, mm-hmm. and her sister has um, Parkinson's disease, and she can't grab anything to feed herself. Yeah. And for 15 years, and so she sent her the bottle of Activate CBD, uh, the tincture, and she said like in a matter of a few days, she was able to feed herself, and she sent me a video, and like grabbing a piece of chocolate and feeding it to herself. And you could tell she was kind of struggling, but she was able to do it. That's just like one of like many fucking crazy. And I'm still, I still like what that doesn't even, like, this shit doesn't even make sense. When I when I look at it, it looks like cocaine. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the shit that's fucking <laughs> doing some weird ass, like not even FDA approved fucking pharmaceuticals are doing. Yeah. People with like with on clonopin and fucking all these crazy ass prescriptions are, are fucking, taking them for whatever they're taking them for. And then they, I have a video. I don't know if you ever saw it of some lady inside of our store. She had to come back to tell us her, her, her experience, but she was like, I haven't been able to sleep in the full night's sleep in fucking like 12, 11, 12 years. It's been a long time or no, her was like six or seven. And, um, she was like cloud nine syrup, like just a tablespoon. I was like, I've been taking it for a week and I haven't taken any She was taking like eight pills. Yeah. And she hasn't had to take any of them. She's able to sleep every night, deep REM sleep, and fucking. And I'm just like, I, I don't get it. I yeah. still don't kind of get it. That's funny because I don't understand. Like, I I've been explained to like the the science process of all the herbs and how they combine, but no one's been able to, like to able to say, well, like, well, kava kava mixed with fucking um, catnip mixed with fucking passion flower and. And something happens when you fucking throw it all together and without even CBD yet, it'll do all these things because of this. Mm-hmm. Like no one's been, no one can break that down like that. Mm. And then you throw CBD into the mix and it's not just CBD now. Now it's all these fucking nine herbs, right? And the cloud nine syrup. Yeah. That is like, now it's like this fucking magic potion. It's just like, does all these fucking things. There's nine different herbs. It's highly concentrated. Now there's CBD that does all these amazing things. But then when you mix it, it does fucking even more amazing things, right? Like people that have like MS that this lady wasn't able to walk without her walker for many years. You know, one ounce, she fucking was able to walk all day without her walker. Like, she, yeah. like how? Like I still, I'm like, I don't understand sometimes. It's so trippy how the pharmaceutical world. Cause I'm like, not, kept I'm it. not a scientist. So I'm like, like that doesn't even fucking make sense. Yeah. You know, so COPD, they live with like, uh, they feel like this lady's husband feels like she, he lives with a, rubber band around around his chest it's like so much pressure i guess it's a it's a it's what is it called um not not inhaler but respiratory disease or Mm -hmm. whatever you call it and um cloud nine syrup again was the first time he was able to like feel like that rubber band completely came off yeah i'm just like i don't i don't sometimes i'm just like because i'm not a doctor i'm not a scientist right you know, it's like that shit's just like mind blowing to me. That's the thing, though, man. When 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 your product works so well, yeah, it speaks for itself. There is no need to make a sales pitch about it. Like it, it just it works. Like when even when I the first time I went mm-hmm. to one of your stores, yeah, you, there was a guy there, a customer, and he was getting money out of the ATM, and he like I, I hadn't even bought anything yet. He's like, oh, you got to try this, man. This works. Like he keeps coming back every oh, yeah. week, every yeah, week. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's yeah. not a gimmick. Like it's not a gimmick. But. At the same time, though, it's like so many people are trying to cut corners, like the guys at the conventions I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. Um, that, so that point of all that was like the distributor talk that I was talking about. 
oh come on bro eight eight bucks eight bucks i'm like fuck no I'm not selling a bottle for what what if i spend fifty thousand i was like nope and i wouldn't budge and then like he ended up going with some like shitty ass only cbd inside of some water syrup <laughs> um but it's all about those guys are all about just like the bottom dollar how much money can they make yeah you know what i mean so it's like why buy why buy at it Dispen- like why not dispensary but why buy at a smoke shop or somewhere like it that? it sucks because they make all other cbd look bad and then people are like oh it doesn't work yeah you well know? that isn't yeah yeah I'm, i guess it's just normal to us more normal business is gonna happen yeah there's always gonna be those people cutting current well the other thing too is like cbd are we the only cbd company that fucking helps people no no i know we're not like mm-hmm. our shit is like the only cbd in the world that's like helping um but uh nobody wants to show their fucking facility like no one wants to show if one company does work right i don't respect them because like one they're not making their own products right and two and i guess it's more of a pride thing to you know because we do make our own products yeah Mm -hmm. but um but it's like show show your fucking facility (laughs) yeah don't try to pretend like i get it the whole fake it till you make it thing but like I don't respect a lot of companies because no one, it's like, show your facility. If you have a facility, why don't you want to show the people like the shit that they're putting inside their body? Or like the lab reports and whatnot. Like, yeah, the lab reports, it's a whole nother bullshit thing, but. You think those can be like faked and whatnot? No, I don't think that. I think oh. that if you, if you give me, um, a, if you make a, a thousand bottles of something, mm-hmm. right, a lab result it's only going to be tested on one bottle. Oh, yeah. got it. So who's to say oh. the next fucking thousand bottles that you sell is is a is an indication of that fucking one bottle that they so it's bullshit. Yeah. Every lab result even us. Not saying that lab result is bullshit. The lab result doesn't it doesn't really tell you nothing. Mm, got it. Right? Like I can make a million bottles, I'll test one bottle in a batch and let's say it says a batch number on it, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Who's to say hypothetically that I put fucking CBD in the the nine hundred ninety nine thousand other ninety nine bottles that I didn't test, but that one says fucking it's fucking great and it's got this much CBD in it. So now the world's got a fucking. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, what, so, so, so what's the point? What's the, you're, you're not, but you're not going to test every bottle. So what's the point of having a lab result? Uh-huh. It doesn't fucking do like it's just oh you're you're saying that one bottle was good. What about the other the the other nine hundred ninety nine blah blah blah? They can have no CBD in them at all, and they sell them and fucking. I'm just you know what I'm saying. So yeah. what, what's the point of that lab result being on the website? I, I we have to do it. You know, it's like people are like, oh well, you need to have a lab result. The fucking uh, Charlotte's Web. I have a I have one lab result, right? What does that mean for all the other fucking bottles mm-hmm. that they make? Nothing. They just tested one bottle. That doesn't make up for not. That doesn't make up for everything. So it's kind of stupid that we even have to do lab results. Yeah, I don't know how the whole process of 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 making CBD and the syrup and all that stuff goes, but I don't know. I I would like think that it's a process similar to how you know Coca Cola makes their their soda. They they don't make it bottle by bottle. They make it. They make a whole thing and then they pour it into all these bottles. Isn't it similar that way? Or? Well, we don't have like major pr- mass pr- uh, mass production. No, we don't have major machines. It's because for like personal reasons. Um, but I don't see. I don't think CBD is at that point mm-hmm. like where there's like mass production. Mm. Like everybody's still fighting to get inside smoke shop. Everybody's yeah. still fighting to get in. Nobody's in Walmart. I mean, I think there's a company in Walmart 
um, that sells like protein bars. Yeah. That are hemp. It's a new. It's a new uh, thing, industry. But, yeah. So I mean, um, but a lot of companies. I can, I mean, I can't. I can't say an actual number, but a lot of companies. You know, they're not even making their own product, and this is bullshit. And if they are, I want to show me your facilities. I'm sure it looks like shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably like you know what I mean. Like it looks like one of those uh math labs. Or someone, math labs or, I mean, can I can I really talk shit though? Like I started in my dad's kitchen, but we're at a point now in the industry. Well, you it's can like, go professional. No one. There was like so many few fucking companies. Like so what that I was, that's how I started. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like now it's like, and I never. But at the same time. Um, I never said I was like this mega number one company, right? I was like, we were sustaining and we were growing. I'll say it. No, no, I'm saying when I was in my dad's kitchen. Yeah. Um, you know, three and a half years ago. But um, yeah, I think we're at a point now where it's like there's no regulation. There needs to be regulation. And, you know, the biggest thing is like I, I can say like no one shows their facility. Like show me, go on live and fucking make CBD products. I've... I've seen like people on THC because that's a little bit easier, I guess, you know, there's a lot of kitchens and a lot of extractors and on the THC Mm -hmm. side. Um, but CBD wise, like just show show your facility. Yeah. Like not because I, because I'm calling out everybody because I'm the asshole. Like I'm not doing that for that reason. It's like, I'm, I I do that. Like I talk about it and I talk shit about companies not doing it because I want people to do it. Like, mm-hmm. hey, it comes back from your past too. You know, you're exposing the industry and you're trying to make it nah, better. No, it's right? not like that. It's not the same. You as, don't think so? No, I was like, I did that on purpose. Mm. I did that to cause trouble because uh, controversy sells. But also, when 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 you when you kind of like bring these companies out, you're making the industry better. And in the, at the end of the day, ma- making them, you're forcing them to kind of like, you know, make a better industry. At the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, but I don't. Th- that's not. Yeah. I would say that's not like the extreme goal. I'm like, I want to yeah. make this industry better. It's like, I just think it's like, do the right thing. Yeah. Like people that are buying your shit, it's fucking, we're in an unregulated market and it's a bunch of fucking used car salesmen bullshit on LinkedIn trying to sell CBD products <laughs> and CBD and a bunch of brokers. It's a fucking bullshit right now. Yeah. And, um, so it's like, I, I, I'll respect, I respect that company because like, if I don't talk about the company, I respect, like, I wouldn't say that because there's a lot of companies, but um, I was going to say if I don't talk about them, then I respect them. I just don't want to give them any notoriety on my on my network, right? Yeah. Or my followers, but um, but there's just so many companies that, that, that wouldn't hold true if I said that, so. Yeah. I think we hit our hour mark, man. Yeah. Yeah. We're above our hour. Might yeah. as well go oh, yeah. a full hour and a half, right? <laughs> yeah. Nine more minutes. Point, yeah. So you so you're opening up your 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 third second third location tomorrow. Uh, plans for a fourth one. What's uh the event looking like tomorrow? What's what you say you're doing giveaway? Well, let's let's talk about like the people new people watching might not I don't know, like what what store? What are you talking about? By legal. I don't meds? know what you mean. What uh, is legal. that? Right. You never say. You know, well, we, we we did say you own by legal meds. No, you're gonna say it again right? for the new viewers. For the what viewers? is it though? Like. Uh huh. But well, I guess <laughs> you're, you're I talking guess, like guess. everybody's watching that. Right. What is it? What what is Bioilegal Meds? Yeah, and, I'm opening up a store. What right. does that mean? Well, I'm, I'm assuming people have watched the first hour, <laughs> but yeah, by Bioilegal Meds no, is a, people are gonna watch this after. Yeah, Bioilegal Meds is a retail chain out here in right. Las Vegas okay. that sells CBD yeah, products. Yeah. You're talking like everybody already knows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, well, no. So we we took basically we're a very large e-commerce store uh, for CBD products, and we make all the products ourselves. Um, 
that are, we sell. Mm-hmm. You know, so many fucking companies get mad at us for like not selling their shit. And then I tell my team, like, tell everybody, like, sorry, like, be polite, but sorry, we don't, we can't sell your products because we only make, we only sell what we make in house for quality control. Yeah. Because I don't want to fucking sell. I, I don't know. I'm not going to test every bottle. I'm, I don't know what, what's going on with it. Like, I don't want to take that chance. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's such a finicky industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, and then, so after three years, I was like, let's do a retail chain. Let's take, you know, any ideas that are maybe are out there and that are like, maybe like a boutique, you know, it's like something, something CBD. And then they open like a something, something CBD boutique. Mm-hmm. It's like my best analogy that I give is, um, uh, it's like hamburger carts before McDonald's and all those guys came and McDonald's was like, oh, those hamburger carts are cool. Let's fucking, let's make it better. Mm-hmm. Let's turn it into a franchise. And that's kind yeah. of, that's what we did with Bilegal Meds. And that was also another, it was also a branding move for us. It's like, we're not just a social media driven. Like we're not the only the, I don't, I don't want obviously don't want to just be the world's, um, uh, largest social media driven company. Um, I wanted to be more than that, you know? Right. So brand wise, people are able, able to actually walk into a store and you're creating jobs in the community and you know you're giving people easier access to the CBD and having to order online, and which is yeah. kind of a pain mm-hmm. in the ass sometimes. I walked onto your location at the on, on the Las Vegas Strip. Oh um, yeah, you guys have a Bitcoin ATM. Is that is that is that your uh, guys's? No. no, our ATM machine's inside the store. Okay, yeah, I saw I saw the ATM one, but I think there's like one across from the register that they, they have a Bitcoin one, and that was kind of big, want to be one of my questions: is do you would you would you ever incorporate something like that cryptocurrency into your model? Mm, I don't know. Would you have to learn more about it? Well, I would just have to learn more about how I actually, am I like gambling on the money that somebody buys an eighth mm-hmm. from us, CBD flower and like that 45 bucks or what is it? Goes now, to 30? 10. <laughs> Goes well, no, to 10. I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know how it works. Yeah. I haven't, like, I haven't looked into it. I think there's a way um, for you to be able to use it as to facilitate, facilitate a transaction. Yeah. And then as soon as that transaction is facilitated, it flips it and converts it into U.S. currency. So then it would be only like a middleman kind of. Oh, okay, yeah. I got it. So, because yeah. I, I would understand that too. Like, let's say you sold eight thousand yeah. dollars worth of product, and yeah. then at the end, Bitcoin takes yeah, at the down. end of the day. Because <laughs> <Goldman, laughs> Goldman, yeah, Goldman Sachs. It's now decided, six thousand. It's like yeah. fuck. It's like it's like yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's stuff. one of the things is I, I learned. Uh, people use it to facilitate a transaction, and boom, flip it. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So no, yeah. I haven't looked into it. Yeah. Well, I'm, if you do, man, I'm glad I kind of sparked that. Right. Little, <laughs> <laughs> <right ahead. laughs> Yeah, I kind of. I mean, I'm. What about kinda, you? You want to know anything? We got man. a couple minutes. Uh, you basically explained most of the stuff that I was just more interested in your story. Yeah, I was gonna ask it. more more questions that were in depth as far as like Go ahead, the we science. Well, the science behind I'm, I'm, gonna, CBD, I'm making though. you guys do this for an hour and a half. <laughs> okay. okay, let's. Well, the science. So we have CBD receptors in our body. Hold is on, that well, correct? I'm cut you off for a second. Oh. Let's yeah. do like the what's that one game show where it's like all right, you quick got, questions. You got thirty seconds to answer. So oh, the the quick the oh, five. So we gotta ask a question so every thirty like, yeah, seconds. No, no, I was saying like, and then we gotta give away the five hundred bucks. Ooh. Okay. I, I don't know how I'm gonna do that though. Oh damn! I started timer right here. On my show. Phone. How many people are in here? Um, twenty-one people. Oh, okay. So one of the twenty-one people will win. How do are you able to see who they are? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It says all their things right here. Here, let me see. Yeah. Well, actually, and I will say this too: the if right there's side. anybody out there who has any questions for Joe. Oh shit! They've been talking this entire time. Yeah, they've all been talking to each other. Oh wow! Um, all right, so let Joe's watching everybody. 
Yeah, so let's do um, fast questions. I got 30 seconds to answer. Okay. Okay. Ask them like that question the you have. All right, you go first, Keem. Okay. What's your favorite color? Uh, blue. Um, What's your favorite place to eat in Las Vegas? Hmm. Depends on what I'm want, like craving. If it's steak, uh, um, ah, shit, what's it called inside the crystals? Oh uh, shit! No, actually, not even at the Crystal City Center. Um, I, I'm drawing a blank. You got 50 seconds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, second second best place to eat in Las Vegas. All the all the healthy places like Protein Source, Protein House, Greens and Proteins. Okay. In Rachel's Kitchen. What's your favorite place you've traveled to? Um, Mazatlan, Mexico. Oh, damn. Yeah. Never even heard of that. So fucking fun. What is something that you uh, wish or hope your kids' direction? Because you, you said your kids were your biggest motivation. Yeah. What is your biggest goal for them? Uh, to be as successful as I am. But also, like, appreciate it. Well, they, they started from the ground up with me and get to get to a point where like maybe you know, I don't, I don't know. It's, I want them to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, do I want them to not do anything and just do what I do and like carry on the process? Like, yeah, kind of like, mm-hmm. why would you want to do anything else? Right. Like it's fucking winning. Like we're all winning. Like we're making, I'm going to say it first. We're making a shit ton of fucking money, mm-hmm. you know? Um, that's always there's, nice. there's no special order in this but like we're making a shit ton of money we're helping a shit ton of people um, you know and it's like all positive what we're doing like what the fuck else do you want to do mm-hmm. you want to you help people and make a lot of money because making money is like yeah it's part of the process it's one of those like, things uh-huh. though if you're, if you're helping people you're going to make money in the process yeah it's like it's like oh it shouldn't be talked about it's like no fuck that because there's a shit ton of fucking people that want to also hear that part Mm-hmm. I don't want to be broke anymore. It's like, I yeah, we get it. Like, I do it because it feels good, and I want to help people. But like, when I can answer that question about my kids, like when I when I say to them, "What else do you want to do? You fucking help people, and you make a lot of money. Yeah, doing it. Like that's the goal in life, right? Make a lot of money because whatever you're gonna do otherwise, you're gonna try to make a lot of money. Right. And we're fucking helping people. Right. Because at the end of the day, no matter what you do, as long as you're achieving that goal, you can be in any, any industry, right? Yeah. You can be you can be in the business of of oh now I want to be a football coach because I want to help people mm-hmm. you know I want to be a teacher because yeah. I want to learn yeah. I want to help kids yeah. learn yeah All right, so then that leads to the next question uh, is CBD the only business you see yourself in in the next five ten years Well I'm I'm also in the cannabis business I just don't talk about it Okay, okay. But outside but of that cannabis CBD is I mean I don't want I don't I have inv- I have my money in other places and investments mm-hmm. um, livestock actually like cattle if you if you ever okay so i was gonna say if you ever were in an industry that is not related to to cannabis or thc or you know cbd if you hadn't done what you're doing right now where would you be that that's a question i don't know like mm-hmm. how did i even become where i'm at today kind of like everything the the universe that kind of led me to where i'm at today mm-hmm. that's your turn chuck uh shit i was just listening i'm just uh good at listening on, you got okay, one more question to each of you um, like, I was gonna it, say hypothetically, if we never talk again. You got one question, oh, and, I, and I died right now, and you're like, "Fuck, I got at least I got damn. my question out." Damn, that's deep, man. Oh shit! <laughs> Especially when we don't talk like, about make it count. We don't talk about politics and religion on this podcast. <laughs> uh, tsh- damn, dude! All I got is stupid questions in my head. 
Um, Come on, put you on the spot. I know. This I know, never happens. Deep. Just, do you guys smoke pot? Not, not really. I smoke at night. Oh, okay. To go to sleep. I take CBD. Right on. I just, I just, I, I went to California and I got this. Um, there was this company I forgot what it's Med called. Men. Medmen. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, they're pretty big. And uh, they, uh, they had this this pen that I thought was just CBD, but it ends up having a little bit of THC in it. So I've been like a hundred bucks. Right on. About that, and it's it's been cool, you know. But yeah. outside of that, I don't really. I'm not. I wouldn't consider myself a smoker. I don't even really do like edibles or anything like that. Yeah, let's do this since you guys don't know a question. Mm-hmm. Is anybody asking? Everybody have them asking one whoever, person. Whoever, or whoever asked a, a good, can we see it? Whoever asked, I gotta give away five hundred yeah. bucks real quick. Whoever asked a good question, and I and I call it out, and then I answer it is the person that won. So I want to see an interesting question from one of these people. Um, give it a little time because there's probably like a little latency. Oh, there is. This yeah. is deep thinking here and. <laughs> Joe with these deep questions. Man. Yes, Joe. Yeah. How are you uh, making a bilegal meds app? Then there's more people in the community. Yeah, we're talking about we're talking about creating an app. Is that your next guest? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Good thing we're ending this. Yeah. Cool. Shit. How like how much is this delayed? Uh, the live stream? It should only be like fifteen seconds. No. 10, 15 uh, seconds. Is it? I don't yeah. know. I thought like thirty. Let me let them in real quick. Let let her in. Oh. Well, let me ask you a question then. Go ahead. How was your uh, podcast and uh, experience here today? That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did Did you expect this or was it kind of I mean, like I'm a? Used to the, I mean, me used to the yeah. camera. Wait, have you been I, on a podcast should, before? I gotta be up. I gotta be at my store at five thirty in the morning to be on fucking news. Like it sucks. Damn. I know, but I'm I'm used to this. I'm gonna come through with my camera, try to film some stuff too. Sounds like fun. Did they uh? I had I actually started a stoner no I started a stoner nation podcast okay but then it was right when YouTube was fucking suspending everybody wait so oh is, is that uh, why you stopped it yeah because I was fucking I was like I don't want to waste my time and because you build that's up inter- and then they like ban you that's interesting yeah. because Joe Rogan talks about pot on his podcast every episode I would imagine I mean was it it was probably just because it was do you think he has like around. a better deal with YouTube I don't because know he's man. Just, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to conspiracize. Don't don't assume. Has anybody popped up a good question yet? Yeah, I can see him now. Um, okay. What do you want your kids to be or achieve in the future? I already answered that. Yeah, I asked that question. Do I get the five hundred dollars? <laughs> Are we included? <laughs> Here's a good one. All right, Joe. How was the legalization of marijuana impact? How has the legalization of marijuana impacted your business and lifestyle? Do you live life high on THC? Um, how has it impacted my life? Um, damn, that that one's kind of is that too deep? Yeah, it is kind of deep. Um, that's a 20 minute uh, answer there man <laughs> alright we're gonna have um, to <laughs> it's uh, because I smoked pot before it was legalized so mm-hmm. do you live high I can answer the last one I I, I get high a lot um, <laughs> but help, you know I, I actually prefer to smoke CBD flour now over oh yeah uh, yeah real, real weed is it because of the what is it yeah because I, because I'm growing and we're growing so fast I don't want to lose my focus on like what's happening with business yeah and like i'm not one of those like functional stoners where yeah it's like same just here i can smoke to smoke yeah and get get throughout my day you know what i mean yeah so. well this could potentially be a, a good question to end the podcast on what advice do you have for anybody out there who's looking to be an entrepreneur what qualities do you think they should have to pursue that career 
That's another deep question. Mm. Um, Make it a 30-second answer. <clears throat> what qualities is not, like, giving a fuck? Not giving a fuck about, like, failing? Not giving a fuck about people and saying no? Um, not giving a fuck is, like, a huge one. Because mm-hmm. so many people care. Care what other people think. Care about other people's opinions. And it fucking holds them back from being where they should be or getting to where they need to go. Or they're fucking, they care about, like, you know, failing, you know, the whole, like, caring of failing, Mm -hmm. you know, stops people from actually doing it. It's like, that's, like, a huge one. You can't give a fuck. And then throughout your process, like, when you become actually successful, right, there's going to be fucking jealous-ass people just from your success. Haters. And you can just be a fucking decent person, you know, and make money and fucking not everybody's going to like you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I said so no matter you, what you, you can't, do. You can't care. Like, and mm-hmm. the more the more money you make and fucking you even go on a trip or you're like always on a trip or people could talk shit about that. You know what I mean? You can't care. Like, yeah. you got to not seriously give yeah. a fuck about nothing. Yeah. Only about the important things like yeah. my kids, my mom, you know, and, and like being good to people that are good people themselves. Like, I give off the same energy that I get. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm, I could be a piece of shit to somebody that's a piece of shit. Right now in my life, I feel like I'm so content, though, is that those type of people are not really, like, I used to, like, you want to treat me like, you want to talk to me like that? Like, let me me talk to you back that way. But now it's like, I'm starting to ignore it. I will say this, man. That part is hard. Let it it roll off you, Because knowing that, because here's something something that might be good for you in your podcast is this, is that. Um, something that you can take forever and pass down to your kids, like no shit. Um, nothing can live if you don't feed it. So think about that. Like if you ignore a person giving you hate, they end up going away. That's yeah. true. If you feed them, they grow and fucking gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Right. A plant, you don't feed it, it dies. You don't feed a hater or someone that's attacking you. It's ignore it. It fucking goes away, like yep. le- like legit, like goes away. They just, that stems off into a lot of things. Like if yeah. you're a celebrity who who wants to cover something up, if you're trying to act, cover it up, most likely it's gonna get exposed. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, I, I was gonna say I tweeted I tweeted this but earlier. Then, then he, but the good ones are just they ignore it and then it goes away. Yeah, because so. they're like, well, he doesn't care. So I was gonna say though uh, earlier I tweeted a. Uh, um, because one one of my philosophies is if if nobody's hating on you, you're doing something wrong, right? If nobody's hating on you, you're doing something wrong. And when I was looking at our YouTube channel, even though we started two months ago, we don't have any dislikes on our videos. And I got pissed off. I was like, why don't we have any dislikes? You know what I mean? Like, I was looking at it. I was like, nobody cares enough to dislike a video. And then to this morning, I watched one of our videos like, oh, we got one dislike. Keem disliked <laughs> We're getting it. there. No, I wasn't. <laughs> no, but that's I was like, true, some, though. Like, somebody disliked him. Like, yes. When you, for some when you got like 10,000 dislikes and 40,000. That's the thing, though, is like. So people watching, I don't mind them knowing this, but there's certain things that I do to piss off certain people, and those people are the ones that are not going to support me anyways. Yeah. They're just going to go out there and fucking talk about me. Yeah. And they're going to talk about, like, well, I think he's a piece of shit, and then anybody that's fucking normal is going to, because anybody that, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, like, I'm going to take your word for it. I don't want that person's business anyway. Like, they're not going to be a customer anyways. Right. But they're still putting your name out there. Right, but the people that are, like, normal people and, and they're gonna like oh let me this is the guy that person was talking about uh, i mean he seems fine to me like i really don't like the money stuff and the cars and stuff but 
You know what I mean? Then that's how you build fucking. Yeah. But you need those people out there creating. That's how, that's just how it is, man. Like you got to have people out there talking about you, whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. Cause if somebody else is out there talking about you, some, like if you guys are at a party and everybody's talking about Joe Vargas, what does that say to you? Like, obviously I'm somebody It's like, who the fuck is this guy? Let me go look him up. Yeah. yeah. Easy. And that's just how it is. Like I, I, I need people to fucking, I don't want everybody to fucking, as long, so the balance is like, obviously as, as long as there's a lot more love than there is hate. Yeah. Like one guy fucking a month, which is, I feel like it is now, you know, that's just what I feel like. It's not as much as it was before. And we're just like, it's constant love, constant love, constant love. But you know, you just have to, there's a balance to it. You don't, right. you don't want too much. You don't want fucking 50,000 thumbs down and 10,000 thumbs up. Right. Then, you, then you're, then you're really fucked up. Cause then you, become, <laughs> cause then you become a hip hop video. On Do you YouTube. think that's still yeah, like, yeah, is that yeah. still publicity though, to an extent, even if you get a whole bunch of hate? Yeah. It's but that still, only lasts so long though. That's yeah. true. Because like six, nine, the rapper, like he, he did it. He's smart. He knows the fucking the shock value. Shock value, everybody f- fucking, he's like, everybody suck my dick, fucking fuck you guys, yeah. fuck the West Coast, fuck this, fuck, fuck that. Fuck Crips, all that. Yeah, fuck this. And that's why like, this, that's why diss tracks make so much, you know, hype. But Because it's like, it's like Well, that Hobson emotion. grew up his whole his whole career off of shock value and talking shit. That's true. And it worked. That's but true. now it's kind of like, does it bite you in the ass in the end? Sometimes. No, no. Because look at Kanye. <laughs> that fool be playing well, some no, crazy Kanye, cards. Kanye's <laughs> a master of bringing it back though. Yeah. I mean, when you do st- when you do dumb sh- when you say dumb shit, yeah, and like like slavery was a choice. <laughs> yeah, shit like that. So dirty, I don't. Bro. I do. I don't. I do not know anybody who's dug their head like who's dug themselves so deep and came back. I became. I, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't respect him anymore. Like mm-hmm. I like his music. I don't respect him. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the video of me in my Versace robe and I burned his shoes in the, in the barbecue grill. You burned his <laughs> shoes? Yeah. It was like right when it happened when the whole slavery was a choice thing. I was like, this fucking guy is fucking. And then yeah. it was all MAGA. Yeah. Make America great again. Um, but yeah, man, there's a balance to it. Yeah. You know, like fucking all the celebrities, like Britney Spears, she has like 50,000 websites that are dedicated to her dying. Like that's how fucking aggressive and crazy people are. Like when you're that big, like I can never, my, I'm really well known here in Las Vegas. Right. Yeah. I feel like my name is more known than me because I, I'm like, a, believe it or not, I'm an introvert. Everybody thinks that like, they see me like happy and like talking shit and having fun with my followers and, and being a certain way on social media. But I like, dude, I'm like, I'm a I'm an introvert. Like I walk into a room, I really like talking. I like fucking observing before I talk. Yeah, and that comes off bad to certain people. Like he seems like an asshole. Like no, I just don't. I'm, I'm observant. Yeah, that's just the way that I am. You yeah, know? that's so, how I feel too. Yeah. I just listen a lot more than like speak, and people are like, oh, "This feels weird." Yeah, what's wrong with them? <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it's just a matter of oh. So my point was like I can't. I couldn't imagine being like a na- like a worldwide celebrity just because like i don't know man it's like it's a whole i kind of understand why they actually do drugs and like you know unfortunately become drug addicts yeah but i understand why they started because they're trying to escape the fucking mental it's it's like prison it's like i tell people like some lady recently when i was like talking shit about donald trump she like tweeted me and she was like wow she's like I'm, she's like, I, I still support Donald Trump because I don't know if you saw the tweet and I was like, I'm legit want to know why everybody at this point right now supports fucking Donald Trump. 
and some lady and and I said something stupid about Donald Trump. Oh no, somebody said something dumb, and I was like, "Oh, I figures you're a Donald Trump supporter," and this girl was like. I'm a Donald Trump supporter and I buy like $200 worth of fucking shit on your, on your site every two months, every, every month. And she was like, um, consider this, consider this like my, my last time, my last purchase being it. I'm gonna go find another company. Sincerely Donald Trump supporter. <laughs> and then I like fucking, I tweeted her back and I was like, and then which leads into that, you know, what we we're talking about is like, you can go wherever you want. Like I'm not a prisoner to you people. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm, well, it's I'm like gonna, you were. It's like you were talking about your customer, right? Yeah, that's not the customer you want to be selling to. I, Is that? But no, like I do. But you you don't want to buy my product because I like have legit reasons why Donald Trump's a piece of shit, mm-hmm. and I I don't support it. Like I don't dislike people that like him. Like if you're a fucking obnoxious, fucking rude piece of shit talking about Donald Trump because you support him because a lot of them are like fucking super obnoxious, obnoxious about it. Mm-hmm. I don't like you. Like, I don't like those type of people. Like there's followers that I have that I bullshit with and they win contests and they're Donald Trump supporters, but they don't like fucking pushing my face. And I told her, I was like, I'm not, I'm, I was like, good luck. You know, I was like, I, I'm not, I'm not a prisoner to you guys. Like, I'm not going to not be myself because I'm not supposed to say certain things. And like, yeah, I'm not a prisoner to nobody. Like that makes sense. No, that's kind of cool. I, I never want to live a business life where I have to be like suit and tie all day long and be professional. That, that's that's one of the things that I've I've learned though, kind of like in my in my whole I guess freelance career is I try not even to talk about politics, man, mm-hmm. just because you know it's such a controversial thing and you there's already so much to disagree on. Yeah. Why like why I'm not why would I even talk about that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So. But think about that though, like you're such a fucking piece of shit inside that you're like fuck this company. I'm not buying from them because just because fucking yeah. they think someone that I like is a piece of shit like Donald Trump. Right. Like, okay, see ya. Like, I'm not going to beg you to stay. Like, I'm just not like mm-hmm. 200. And I told her because she said something else. And I told her, I was like, you're $200 and you're one loss because of something fucking stupid mm-hmm. is a hundred. I gain respect from a hundred people by losing you. I just gain respect by a hundred from a hundred people because people, so many fucking people hate Donald Trump. Yeah. That's not why I hate him. But I'm not afraid to say I hate him. Yeah, I, I say follow your moral compass, man. Yeah, That's no, the way to of go, course. You know? But it, but if it was other way around, and everybody was like, it would be a stupid business choice to fucking. If it was other way around, right? If everybody loved Donald Trump, and I was like, no, fuck that guy, and everybody was like, 99% of the people were like, hold up, Joe, what the, hold on, well, I can't support you. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, but it's the other way around. Like, I I have I can do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, okay, bye. A hundred other people were like, oh, shit, he doesn't like Donald Trump, too. Like, cool. So I don't mind sharing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Otherwise, it could bite you in the ass for the other reason. You know, if everybody. I don't know if I could ever get on board with the whole burning things, though. You know, like you said, you burn the Kanye shoes when he said that. Yeah, but I kind of how people are burning so the, the Nike secret, shoes. The secret behind that, though, is I own like 30 Yeezys. So like when I burnt one. It was, it was just for, it was for the video. You can, you, good for Instagram. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can you can burn your uh, you can burn one of the shoes, but don't burn yourself, man. You know what yeah, I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it was like, that makes sense. It was like it was for a fun thing, but hey, man, at that point it becomes a marketing thing, man. Yeah. You know. I mean, it was just for fun, man. Yeah. But yeah. 
Cool. Thank you so much, man. Man, yeah, we're way past the hour and a half yeah. now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show, man. We yeah, really no appreciate problem, you taking your time. Yeah, thank appreciate you, brother. Yeah. And uh, for anybody who wants to, uh, that's watching this podcast and wants to get to know him a little bit more, we're going to post all his uh, social media information down below, website for his, uh, for his company, and uh, yeah. Thank appreciate you, you guys. tuning in. We'll appreciate you guys tuning in, and we'll catch you guys in the next morning dinner. Later. Hey, do me a favor, too, before we log off. Is, uh -huh. um after this, find the person that asked that one deep legalization question. Okay. Do you, so I can you? push it on Twitter and like so I can give them the five hundred dollar gift card. To okay. Like, to and to have everybody go to buylegalmeds.com for okay. their favorite C B D products. Gotcha. It was about the THC and like uh being high, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The legalization. Like what has it done for my life? Got that, it. that person won. We'll, okay. We'll find them. Yeah, we'll find you. Right. Thank, you, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you guys in the next morning thank dinner. You guys. Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. In the goddamn refrigerator. I sure am hungry.